From WNAT in New York, welcome to WNAT Up Next. Hi, I'm Tom Stewart. At Up Next, we take you behind the scenes for an insider's view of our programs and the people who make them possible. Our guest today works on several projects here under the WLIW umbrella. Our prime focus today is going to be the digital series The Chatterbox with Kevin and Grandma Lil. A magna cum laude graduate of Tufts University, she's had a lifelong interest in the media world and even helped to develop an award-winning app for senior citizens. It's my pleasure to welcome the multifaceted Hillary Sieber to WNET Up Next. Hillary, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Let's start right off with, with the chatterbox. What, what, what is it and how did it come into being? Well, I'd say in addition to my lifelong love of technology, I've also had a lifelong love of seniors. Um, I've been lucky enough to have some wonderful grandparents who really inspired me for, mm -hmm. to start the series, actually. I heard that it was your grandmothers, specifically in Florida, that you were visiting, and they wanted to do a series. Is that is that true? Yes. My grandmother, Myra, and my grandma, Sid, actually, from both sides of my family, have become very close over the years. Uh -huh. And they were in Florida together as snowbirds, and I was visiting, and after a glass of Pinot Grigio or two, they got off on a kick about how they are so so good at giving advice that they should be able to share their advice with the world for everyone who needs it and to get their two cents and their words of wisdom. So with their other friends, Ruthie and Barbara, who are there, they decided that they needed to start a show called The Bubby View uh -huh. and Bubby in Yiddish's grandmother. And um, they would, yeah, share their advice with the world. So they were trying to decide who was going to be Whoopi and who was going <laughs> to be the actual Barbara Walters. And they were having a grand old time. Um, and we, the young people at the table, were just howling crying with laughter. It was too funny. That and sounds, sounds wonderful. We thought <laughs> we've got I, I just kept noodling on it and thinking, you know, how do we how do we make this a reality? Well, you know, we have a, a bit of a clip of the first episode of The Chatterbox, and I think this might be a good time to hear that. Welcome to our new channel on PBS Digital Studios. My name's Kevin. And my name's Grandma Lil. And we are on this new show. What's it called, Grandma? Chatterbox. The Chatterbox. I like that name. Me too. If it wasn't for yeah, you, I, I wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for you too, seriously. Like we have so many like people that just want to watch Thank us. Thank you for right? being born. You're welcome. <laughs> We're gonna be coming to you guys and talking about pop culture, technology, trying all new sorts of things. Tell them what you like I to do. I go swimming. About three times a week. I like to play wee bowling. I like to watch the Instagram. Do you want to tell them stuff about me that they don't know? You don't listen to me. How do I follow that with a question? Uh, who exactly are Kevin and Grandma Lil? Kevin and Grandma Lil are our dynamic duo hosts for The Chatterbox. Grandma Lil is 85, and Kevin is 18 years old, and they have a wonderful, fun, unique relationship. So Grandma would pick up Kevin from school. They go to Dunkin' Donuts with their coupons. They drive around Connecticut, and he was secretly filming her in the car, saying it was for a photography project. Uh -huh. And she's just a hoot. So they would have conversations about Miley Cyrus, his friends in school, pop culture, and he was recording them. So in putting them online and had a huge following because they're really, they're appealing, they're fun, they're sweet. And he eventually did tell her what he had been doing and she found it hilarious and now uh -huh. really does 
does ham it up a bit. But yeah, they have a big fan base. And when we were looking to cast initially a grandmother for the Chatterbox, we found them and thought, you know, how great would it be to not only have a perspective from a senior, but to really be able to foster an intergenerational conversation like what they have based around pop culture and also technology and how we use these gadgets in our everyday lives, but also how they're used by different generations and, you know, how they really influence the things we do every day. And the sharing of the knowledge is fascinating. I'm very interested in the fact that, you know, he will bring up things that she's totally unaware of uh, modern technology-wise, but then she has things that, that he hasn't a clue about either, and they, they really both kind of learn. There's one episode about something called Dub Smash. Hey guys, so I'm Kevin, and what's your name? Grandma Lil. And today on The Chatterbox, we're going to be talking about Dub Smash and learning how to do it. Dub Smash. Can you say it for me? Dub Smash. Did they have Dub Smash when you were younger? No. You didn't no. have it when you were a kid? No. <laughs> Did they ever film themselves singing? No, never. Did you sing in the shower, Grandma? No, never. Did you ever go on American Idol? No, never. I went to church, and 13 years old, you could join the choir. Oh, so you're, you were... So I sang for 10 years. Were you one of the top singers? No, they don't talk about top singers. How many likes and views did you get when you we were We all a sang together. There was no likes and views. We sang in Slovak songs. Can you give me a demo? Or you could sing Hospodí uh, Pomeloi. Chris, what is she talking Chris about? Boscares. They don't sing that. They don't sing like that no more. Do you ever hear the songs? No, it's usually auto tune yeah. now. Do you think there's Slovak songs on Dub Smash? No. I, I just think it's amazingly wonderful. Their chemistry is just really amazing. I didn't know what uh, Dub Smash was, and now I feel like I have a little bit of a clue, although I had to have my 16-year-old neighbor explain it a little further after I played this for her uh, recently. So how many episodes uh, are out there of this? We've edited and produced 10 episodes so far, so we're only about halfway through our season and are looking to go back to Connecticut and shoot with them once again, which is just a phenomenal experience every time we go. And tell me what some of the other subjects have been. I, I know that uh, you did one on, is it called virtual reality with the, with the Google goggles? Yeah, that was quite an experience. So um, Google now has this technology called Google Cardboard, and it allows you to place your Android or Apple phone in a really a cardboard set of goggles, and there's an app called Cardboard, and it creates a virtual reality space in these this very, you know, simple in a lot of ways technology that's accessible to everyone. So Kevin and Grandma Lil both were trying it for the first time, which was fun to see their different reactions. So it can put you in the American Museum of Natural History or Iceland or on a roller coaster and or even in a haunted house. And seeing both of their reactions to it was really, it was priceless. It's it's fun to see them experience it and sort of bring their own perspective to the table, which can often be different, but also very similar in a lot of ways. Another one that I enjoyed very much was on something that I, again, am not aware of, but apparently this is in the uh, the digital world, world of digital media. Unboxing is a big Explain that. Explain it unboxing. It is a strange phenomenon, I have to say, even <laughs> after watching many of these videos. So it's sort of, they sort of come into two different categories. Unboxing videos really are this phenomenon in YouTube where you see oftentimes a disembodied voice opening some form of packaging. Oftentimes it's a kid's toy 
or sometimes it's new gadgets or technology that come out. So, you know, when the latest Apple iPad comes out, you know, you want to see someone peel off that plastic. You want to see what comes in the box. You want to sort of see them hold it up and all of the different facets of it before you make a purchase. (laughs) But also for kids, I don't know if it's, you know, little kids sitting watching video after video, but they have millions upon millions of views. It's unbelievable. There's this whole hidden world. So we were trying to explore that with Kevin and Grandma Lil, who, you know, were aware maybe of the phenomenon, but were trying to understand the appeal of it and then did it themselves. So we brought with us a bunch of different gadgets and toys that were gift wrapped, so they didn't know what they were. And after speaking with um, Dan Ackerman, who's a senior editor at CNET, and does this for a living. He does unboxing of the latest gadgets and sort of gave them the how-to guide of how to show it, sort of give a description of what's in it. Uh-huh. They then did it themselves to really have the experience and unboxed everything from um, those little capsules you stick in water to funny masks. Um, uh, Bubble gun, I think, was their favorite. And it was a lot of fun. Just they were howling with laughter. And it was a lot of fun to edit later, too. And and for anybody who's listening, this is available for your viewing pleasure. (laughs) Uh, How do we see this stuff? So the Chatterbox is a series on YouTube. So if you Google search or go to PBS Digital Studios and look up the Chatterbox PBS, that's our handle, and that's where you'll find us. And, yeah, we have 10 episodes online so far and have many more to come. So we love to hear your feedback, comments, any show suggestions that you have. We are always looking for new ideas. So please throw them at us. And we're also on Twitter, on Facebook, on Tumblr, on Instagram. So we do a lot of extra social and web content too that we hope our fans enjoy. I was going to ask you later, but I'll ask you now. The whole social media aspect of of what you do and the whole idea of digital media in the world that, that I've been used to, this is all still very new and experimental, but it seems like it's the standard, the standard way of the world now. Uh, what are those aspects like for you to manage? Uh, in other words, you have a series, it's online, but then you have your, your Facebook page and your, and your Twitter page and your other social outreach. How does that all knit together? How do, you, how do you do it? That's a really interesting question, and I think we're figuring it out as we go. I think part of it is that it's a really new and exciting sphere for PBS in general. I think being online only is something new for me personally, but, you know, a new direction that this organization's heading in. So it's very exciting to be part of that movement. But it's a sort of an experiment, I find. Uh, so we do our weekly web series, and that's our main focus. But to supplement that, I think the most important part for us is getting views and getting new people excited about this. So whether they find us first through our series or first on Facebook or have a friend who shared it on Twitter, we also look to Kevin and Grandma Lil to support us online. So Grandma has tens of thousands of Instagram followers that she manages her own account, which is pretty impressive. Takes a lot of fun selfies that she puts online. So we're always looking for them for their mm-hmm. support too. But it's interesting uh, creating content for social versus creating our online. And, web and what have you too. found out about the audience? Who are who who is the audience? So I think it's also different than the typical PBS audience, which is a challenge, but also exciting in a lot of ways. It's very young. Um, it's actually we found that it's about eighty percent female, which is interesting. Um, and yeah, it's a it's more Kevin's demographic than anything. So. I feel like, you know, as I'm out of college and a working professional, I find myself constantly thinking, you know, what would my 17-year-old cousin be interested in? Because it's a a whole other language in a lot of ways, and you you want to be appealing to a lot of different kinds of viewers. So, you know, how do you 
speak to someone that could be 13 or, you know, 83, like Grandma Lil. So it's it's an interesting range. That intergenerational thing is interesting. Absolutely. See, I think it would be very interesting for, for older people, because I have, being an older person myself, I, I found it, you know, fascinating to watch this stuff and see, oh, my God, what are, what are they talking about? What is this stuff? I, think you know, I, I don't have children, so I don't have that opportunity to get that kind of in, information. So it, it's, it's great to have it there. I think we find that we're constantly learning. Too. We did an episode on slangs where Ke- where Kevin was describing the slang that he uses every day and Grandma Lil was doing the same thing. And there were some quizzes where I didn't know the slang words that Grandma Lil was using and I certainly didn't know the slang words that Kevin was asking Grandma Lil about. I had him write down a couple of those definitions, I have to say. It made me feel quite old. I appreciate that concession <laughs> you know, coming from someone of your, of your age. Uh, you know, in public media, we're very fond of the expression mission. Uh, what What is the mission for uh, a program like the Chatterbox? I think part of the mission is those intergenerational conversations that we keep talking about. But the appeal for me was, you know, learning from my grandparents, hearing about their world, their life experiences are different than mine. And maybe it's just the fact that I'm a history nerd. But I think it's always interesting seeing you know, how someone's life has informed the decisions that they make and their perspective and their outlook on life. And Kevin and Grandma Lil, in addition to, you know, teasing each other and poking fun, they're very kind and sweet to each other and I think are really learning from each other every time they come together for the chatterbox. So I think, you know, if this makes someone after watching it, call their grandma on the phone or start having these kinds of conversations or maybe while they're cooking with them for the holidays, start asking them about their life. You know, that's part of the mission of PBS is where do we find people where they're at and foster these kinds of interesting personal conversations. Um, And I think it's also interesting to just be in the web space for PBS. So it's a small and mighty team that works on the Chatterbox. We have our multimedia producer, Marissa Wong, who handles all of our social media accounts and is always keeping up to date with the latest trends and being part of those conversations. How do we reach a new audience and bring them into the conversation. That's great. You know, I'm, I'm always struck by how important teamwork is uh, in everything that happens here. Uh, tell us a little about the, the teams that you've worked with here and how that's affected the way you work on a project like this. And you don't do it alone. I know you're Absolutely not there. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And the team for the Chatterbox, I think, is really what makes this project so much fun to work on. Our editor, Vanessa McDonald, has brought so much to the table in terms of creativity. One of the best parts that she's come up with, I think, is... For every episode, we try and visually show something from Grandma's day, show what she would be seeing and what she's bringing to the table. And whether that be the Slovak singer we heard about, she has so much to bring to the table. So visually, the fact that Vanessa is able to represent that for our audiences who might not understand where she's coming from, I think is really important. That's great. And then also our associate producer, Sophia Clark, is always the one scheduling our trips up to Connecticut and making all of the magic happen. And Steve Thompson is actually one of our shooters. So we've been working with two cameras and a GoPro and always thinking about new ways that we can capture those moments with Kevin and Grandma Lil. So it's been a really fun team to work with. Well, congratulations to all of you. Looks great. You know, again, we've mentioned that you're a lifelong uh, media-savvy person. How did you land here? How did, how did this all happen that, that uh, you wound up working on a project like this? So uh, I went to Tufts University undergrad and studied history and film. So I feel pretty lucky to be working at a PBS station that lets me do both of those things every day. Um, you had mentioned this project, Keeping Tabs, that I worked yeah, tell on. Yeah, tell me more about that, because this was an award-winning idea for a se- an app for senior citizens. 
Yeah, it was part of a business competition in school, and I learned a lot during that process. It was a web-based application for seniors that was designed for the tablet that would allow them to stay in touch with their grandkids, their children on a regular basis, and had a lot of methods of them sort of maintaining their daily needs, like their pills, sort of alarm clocks, their own calendar, but also would have video chat technology so they can stay in touch with their family members and their friends in a easy-to-use way. It was a really interesting project to work on. Um, It was part of a business competition. And while I decided not to launch the business initiative, because I actually took my job here at WNET, um, it was sort of always in the back of my mind. Again, those intergenerational conversations, I think, are so special and important. And learning from the ones that came before us. So uh, this has been just wonderful personally for me to be able to work on this project because it's been an interest of mine for a very long time coming. Very much in your DNA. Going forward, you've touched on it before, we sort of see public media transitioning from the broadcast mode through the digital mode. Where do you see it all going in the next few years? That's a great question. I think it's also interesting to see where TV and film are going in general. I Mm -hmm. think so many new shows particularly ones I'm interested in, are now online only, which, again, is something, you know, 10, 15 years ago we never would have thought about. Um, So I think, yeah, I think people are on their devices more and more every day, and you sort of want to find people where they're already at, whether they're, you know, just watching on television and movies on their computer now rather than on television. I think it's important to be on all of these different mediums. Is there any sort of a reverse pollination, any any idea that that you could put the Chatterbox episodes together for an actual television broadcast of them? Um, no, I, I, I think this series is meant to live online. I think there's a lot of uh, creative, uh, there are a lot of creative moves that we've done, such as um, jump cuts and a lot of GIFs and animation that I think are more of um, an online, online genre, exactly. An online experience is just not something you see on television as and much. The time, not to the, say it the couldn't time be, frame, because they're all about four or five minutes long. They are. They're pretty short, and I think people's attention spans we found are even shorter and shorter as you move online, <laughs> for better or for worse. So you want to figure out how you can capture people and keep them interested. But yeah, it's it's a really it's a different format, it's a different editing style for sure. Well, it's it's really terrific, and I feel privilege that I work here that I get to see this because I don't know if I would have known about this and it's hysterically funny this is oh, I, have to, I have to keep throwing in no this is this is very funny smart uh, stuff so Hillary now that the chatterbox is out there uh, what do those grandparents in Florida what do the boobies think? it's grandma Sid and, and Grammy yep, okay. the, the the official Landau and Sieber Bubbies. I actually showed it to them over Thanksgiving for the first time. I'd been telling them about it for a while, and I'm not really sure they understood what it was. I told them they were inspiring me, that I was working on this web series, but I got to sit down and show it to them in person, and they were laughing, which was a big relief for me. They were excited about it, and they keep calling me now to pitch new ideas. That's what I was wondering. They probably have ideas of their own. They're very involved, and I think it's great for them because they're sort of now thinking, okay, you know, what do I use technology for? What do other seniors find interesting? You know, what can we talk about that? I think my grandma had an idea about, you know, going to the bank. Like she sees people taking pictures of their checks and didn't know that was a thing. You know, let's talk about banking apps. 
we were just chatting about the award shows that are coming up, the Golden Globes and the Grammys, and my grandma was asking, what do you think Grandma Lil would think of that? Should we cover that for the Chatterbox? And it was something we were actually already thinking of doing, so we're definitely on the same page. And it was a, it was a big relief to see how much it touched them. Hillary, thank you so much for being with us. It's really great, and good luck to you on all of your adventures, and we hope you come back and talk to us again sometime soon. I would love that. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening, and please join us again in the new year. We'll have another edition of WNET Up Next, and do give us your feedback. Send your comments to upnext at wnet.org. This is also a great time for us to acknowledge all of the people who helped to make the podcast happen. A shout-out to Vanos, who designed our logo. To Emily Lee for finding our theme music. To Devin Purcell for getting us started with the iTunes folks. To our editors, the stalwart Ed Campbell and the amazing John Berman, who really make it all happen. And to Gene Ammermuller and Rachel Hollander in our communications department. And special thanks to our producer, Dana McBride. WNET Up Next is a presentation of the design and on-air promotion department of WNET New York. I'm Tom Stewart. Happy New Year. Thank you.